Hey, welcome back to the Canatech uh, podcast. We're back with one of our rotating analysts, Eric Meth, over at Surfside. How you doing, Eric? I'm great, Harry. How you been? It's good to good. be good to be back on the show. We'll call yeah. this uh, we'll call this boomer a boomerang interview. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fast summer. Um, so uh, let's jump right into it. Brands. You had some thoughts on brands. What you're hearing. What you're seeing. Go. Um, yeah, it's, it, this is, this is the, uh, this is, this is the part where I thought I was, uh, three years too early. Um, now I'm just on time. So what I mean by that is my, my, as we talked last time, my history, um, has really been more focused around consumer packaged goods, marketing, uh, consumer electronics, fast moving consumer goods. Um, so my, my original inception point of taking all that institutional knowledge and applying it to the cannabis space, um, several years ago, talk about like 2017, give or take, um, no one was thinking that way in the cannabis space. Uh, now suddenly they are. And it seems like 2022 has been this epiphany uh, all across the industry. You have the brand marketers, the brand wholesalers, uh, as well as the multi-state operators, all expanding their own brand lines, uh, not just within the own four walls of their stores, but across entire markets that they operate in and even doing licensing deals in markets that they're not fully boots on the ground with. So uh, with that um, comes the brand marketing and the trade marketing element, which uh, Surfside actually launched uh, a co-op program uh, several months ago, uh, which has been doing well. Uh, we have a couple of case studies that we've been able to produce um, with the whole concept, really not just focusing on putting a brand message out to the market, but really focusing your brand message and partnering with specific retailers. So we're, we we have the ability to canvas the market like we usually do, drive people into retail locations, drive them online to purchase. Now we're taking that a step further, like traditional consumer packaged goods companies like General Mills and Mondelez and, and the like, uh, all do every day. You walk into a supermarket, tons of on-site advertising at the point of purchase all directing traffic to that final sale because once you get in the store very easy to get distracted so keeping that focus while people are in that outside consideration set all the way through that store purchase visit to that literal point of sale is really what we're seeing happen uh within the cannabis space now yeah yeah no kidding um yeah i'm hearing more about the brand conversation are you able to name one or two brands you're working with uh or or is it still under wraps? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we've, we're doing we're doing some programs with uh, Marymed and a few of their brands like Betty's. Um, uh, case study that I referenced, uh, which I can make available, and, and we could we could publish out to your your listening group. Um, uh, was with uh, TrueLeaf um, and LiveWell. Yeah. So that was that was uh, you know very concentrated program. Um, took place a month after 420. So we looked at like May, which typically is a declining month. Um, and they were looking for ways to boost a specific product line. They have a, a relatively new uh, vape product line called Colors, um, uh, uh, which is CO2 infused or, or CO, CO2, CO2 extracted um, uh, vape cartridges uh, with flavor profiles, et cetera. Uh, but the key point was, we really work with their wholesale team. Um, and it was a really good program because it checked all the boxes. We were responsible for finding um, those vape consumers, concentrate consumers within multiple DMAs within Colorado, in and around the 22 Livewell locations. 
Um, and it was really designed to direct store traffic as well as online traffic to the LiveWell site to encourage um, purchase. Uh, what we saw net effect was about an 80% month over month lift, a um, little over about a 5x return on ad spend for the campaign. Um, and uh, <laughs> the <laughs> this wasn't quoted in the in the case study, but the the initial reaction we got from uh, both sides was in an, in an otherwise crappy May, this was a really good bright spot. So um, even with looking at the, the bumps that they got for 420, we were able to create a sustained lift uh, for those specific products in the market. So happy to share that that case study out um, yeah, with, uh, yeah, with your group. To me and we'll make it part of the, uh, the presentation. Hey, um, got one minute left. <clears throat> what shows are we going to see at this fall um, at Showtime? Yeah, namely, um, I'll be up next week at the Hall of Flowers event in Toronto um, with a few of our folks, um, mostly just running around meeting people. Um, we'll have a pretty big presence at Hall of Flowers in Santa Rosa in October. Uh, a month later, we'll obviously be at MJ BizCon, um, yeah. kind of canvassing, canvassing the whole lot. So between the show floor, we'll have a suite of Cosmo taking meetings. Um, we'd love to get together with anyone. And then a couple small events that we'll do some interaction with will be at NECAN, uh this coming weekend in, in Atlantic City as well. All right. Well, hey, keep me on the short list. If uh, that you turn that uh, suite into a party zone, um, I want to get past the rope line. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. Ten, ten. Like no one, no one starts these meetings before ten. So like ten to five is is pretty much meeting time. Five o'clock, we open it up for for fun and happy hour and dinner. So all right, all good. we'll have we'll have you we'll have your invite waiting, Harry. All right, man. Looking forward to seeing you. Thanks for uh, hanging in there with us. Thanks, Harry. Cheers. All right, bye-bye.